Hi, welcome back to Sparrow Talk Presents. This wonderful week, we're going to be talking about Jerry Anderson's Space Precinct. But before we go into that, let's say some hellos. Starting with Tom. Officer Hughes reporting for duty, sir. Didn't tell me you were going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Was that lame? Should we start again? No, no, I like it. Just, you know, I would have said Officer Keith. Okay, yeah. Chief Officer Keith. <laughs> right, go ahead. President Officer Claridge. <laughs> chief Inspector. Okay. I'll be Chief Inspector. Detective. Is De- that better? No. No. Well, I think Chief Inspector kind of trumps them all. Prime Minister Hughes. <laughs> well, the police. Um, yeah, so anyway, Graham, what's, what is Space Precinct? Space Precinct. Uh, boy, have we got a Tremo show for you today. Orbital. Yeah, coming on to that. Thanks. Uh, Space Precinct is a police show like no other. Uh, our hero Ted Shackelford solves crimes and busts up wrongings like any good American cop should. <laughs> Only he ain't in America. Uh, he's been transferred to Demeter. Demeter. Demeter City. Yeah, really Sorry to interject, but that's the actor's name. Ted, oh, right. Ted Shackleford. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's uh, Lieutenant Brogan. Lieutenant Brogan, yeah. Lieutenant Shackleford, it sounds too good to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I can see why I got confused. He looks like such a Ted Shackleford as well, doesn't he? Yeah. He's got a real Shackleford jaw. He has. You know? Ted Shackleford. Shackleford's jaw, which is uh, softy M- M4. <laughs> and a craggy bit of rock. Good coffee. Hmm. Demeter City. Yes. Demeter City. Demeter which City. Is on planet Alta, which is uh, mm. a world away from planet Earth. Mm. Uh, it was a British American co production. Uh, much like our beloved Persuaders. Persuaders. And it was made in 1994 and 1995 and went out on Sky One and Boost 2 in the UK. It was a Jerry Anderson production, uh, more about him later, Um, and was one of the highest budgeted shows that he ever produced. It was popular here and elsewhere in Europe, not so much in America. Um, I'm reading this from Wikipedia, where the adult-oriented storylines and bizarre... Uh, characters and makeup meant it was scheduled for late night rather than uh, for children like it was over here mm. leading unsurprisingly to low ratings and eventual cancellation suborbital you might say mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will <laughs> some trivia uh, one of the series directors was John Glenn who was a name yeah, of course directed a whole host of James Bond films I've got, I've got another one another director was Piers Haggard who um, directed um Folk horror masterpiece, Blood on Satan's Claw. I used to work with Piers Haggard a fair bit. I know. Really? I met him. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, yeah, I, me too. Uh, I can't go to see him. He was oh, nice okay. enough. Yeah, he was a bit haggard. <laughs> yeah, really. yeah, his daughter is quite famous now. Daisy. Daisy Haggard. Oh, is that yeah. his daughter? Although I don't see her so much anymore. She's in she's extras. Like, yeah, she's in Doctor Who. No, not extras, episodes. That's right, yes. As an American. An American. Um... I feel like she was on TV a lot in the late noughties, but I haven't seen her so much recently. She was in Uncle, wasn't she? She's Uncle's sister. Auntie? Uh, no, hang on, that's wrong. She, no. no, she, yeah, depends who you are. Well, no, it doesn't. She, she's the, the mum to Uncle's uncle. Nick Helmer's the uncle. And David Haggard is the mum. That means that Stars Wayne did business on BBC Three mm. comedy. Yeah. She was primetime. Was she? Primetime well, Daisy Haggard, that's what they called her. Bankable Haggard. I don't remember that one. Yeah. Uh, it's based, there's more trivia, it's based on a 1983 pilot called.
called Space Police. Space which I think is a great name. It's, it's like one of those uh, yeah. sort of Simpsons shows within a show of the Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. uh, and Idris was in it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. A young yeah. Idris Elba. As a delivery chap. Delivery oh, chap. Ah, there we go. Yeah, in space. Mm. Space delivery chap. Space delivery chap. Space deliveries, yeah. Um, They're different. They are. That's right, Tom. You wait. Um, the Lindhurst number is uh, one, just one. Tom Watt played an officer, Beazle, who played in the show a number of episodes. He also played in Matrix. Ah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, Tom. Oh, no, Tom, don't say a word. Keith, why don't you talk us through the first episode and a feature I like to call Keith's Origin. 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 Um, yeah, so I watched one and a half episodes in search of the first ever episodes. Um, one, with, one was called Protect and Serve, I think, mm. um, which promised to be the, the, the first episode. And then another one called Something Else, which also promised to be a pilot, um, but disappointed me. So I don't think there is there is like a like an Origins episode in this. Oh, oh Protect and Survive, sorry, was the first one. Okay. Um, and then the other one which promised to be the pilot was called Double Duty, which I think was the one with Idris Elba as the motorcycle delivery chap. Space, space delivery chap. It, it was on Graham Norton's show that they showed a clip. Yeah. But hang on, wasn't he in the film that inspired? No, is that what it sounded like I said? Oh, no. sorry. No, no, no. I was half listening. Sorry. Uh, I think you're a bit too young. Yeah. Space Police went out in 1993. Yes, it was, yeah, it was considerably earlier, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, cool. Space Police. That's how it went, yeah. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> essentially, Shackleford, sorry, uh, Brogan and his friends. Haldane, Haldane, Officer Jack Haldane, were New York police cops. And I think they're actually New York police. New York police uh, cops. That's and yeah. they spent maybe twenty-five years, or at least uh, Brogan did. Spent twenty-five years on the force there, and they were moved to, let's say, another another pre- precinct. Another precinct. Uh, in twenty twenty thirty-nine, was it? He was moved. I think so. And now we're in twenty forty, I believe. There or thereabouts. Um, I would say that he's like a Britishman abroad, ah. insofar as he doesn't really care to learn the uh, the practices and cultures of the place he now lives, and um, the series sees him evolve. Like Murder it? in Paradise, starring Chris Marshall, previously yes. Father Dougal, and Cat from uh, Red Dwarf, Danny Don Jules. Oh, is he in it as well? Oh, he's in uh, Death in Paradise, isn't he? I thought it was Ben Miller. So they've got through a lot of them. Yeah. Oh, right. Because his film's so far away, they think this would be great. Six months on Pound Paradise. Yeah. But they don't account for the murders. No, I guess it's just a long time to get away, isn't it? So they mm. just do about a series or two each. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it would have been good if I'd watched uh, Space Police, I guess, but uh, that didn't happen. No, it's fine. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, but I did watch the behind-the-scenes featurette. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. 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 Anything illuminating? Well, it's funny you were saying earlier about police and space. That was funny. That was, it was. <laughs> I'm still tickled. Jerry Anderson introduced the idea in the same sort of way. Right. He said, um, you know, you see a lot of cop shows nowadays. You've got, you know, cops in every sort of situation. But what you don't have is space cops. Mm. So now we have. But yeah, they spent a shit ton of money on it. Yeah. <laughs> as well. I mean, it does look like it. Yeah. yeah. There's it's 300 people production. working on it. Um, they took a lot from what they learned on Thunderbirds. I especially liked that they 
Thunderbirds again uh, coming up segment after the titles. This episode, yeah, yeah. 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 It's a yeah, lot like Thunderbirds. Yeah, and so on. Well, the music's quite reminded me of Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> Music you might the incidental music you might find Star Wars for the uh, this episode a bit mm. dramatic. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. the thing. A lot yeah. Of that. Yeah. So, someone quite significant in my life, Tom, and in some way yours, but not really, compared it to um, some of the Graham <laughs> compared it to the uh, one of the bits of music from Stardust. The the film. Well, Neil oh, Gaiman, yeah, the one with all the famous British comedians. They need to be rude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've not actually seen that, so... Yeah, I've seen a good three quarters. Okay. Uh, so yeah. you've not seen it either. <laughs> well, you know, three quarters. Uh, so that's the end of The Origins. Did any, either of you watch it uh, as you... Yes. yes. Me too. Great. In fact, Let's move on. I've got something to show you. Uh-oh. Where have you pulled that from? <laughs> um, so this will be fantastic, because this, as podcasts, as you know, is a are a visual medium so this is going to mean everything to the listeners at home but you see here I've got a action figure I had as a lad of Captain Rexton Podley who is uh, a Creon mm-hmm. there are two two principal alien races the Creons and the Tarns this is a Creon um, how would you describe that Graham? Uh, oh well I said earlier I thought it looked like Tom had taken E.T.'s head and put him in the uniform of a policeman, if that's helpful. Uh, which I'm not convinced he hasn't done, actually. I, uh, I definitely haven't. This is official merchandise. Okay, yeah. He's got quite a paunch on it, hasn't he? Uh, he is weathered. He's got a bit of a browning to him. Yeah. There are There is some discoloration on the back of the torso, but um, I, that's probably down to poor storage over the years. The promises are made, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and on his backside, it says, copyright 1994... S R L P V one Limited. Great. I don't need to read the E-Bad. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway. I mean it's great. You can you can put them into all sorts of uh Yeah, it's positions, fully, fully posable, yeah. Um I had another action figure. I had an action figure of uh, Jack Officer Jack Haldane. Oh, did you? And he came with a bike, like a space bike. Space bike. Does he use a space bike? Yeah, I, I I've not seen it in any of the episodes. No, I think it might either. have been a, yeah. Like a law, like a. I don't think it was strictly maybe canon. Book, maybe that was a book. I never had the space, the police cruiser. That looked pretty good. Toy. Well, yeah. Doesn't it? Well, we'll come on to one. Yeah. Mm. Um, just before we before we move on. Uh, this Captain Podley action figure came with um, a whiteboard oh, and no. pointer accessories. So. Oh. <laughs> Comes with no guns. <laughs> was the whiteboard functional? N- no, oh. it wasn't. Oh. Um, I guess he, he's, he's, he's more of a... Uh, he doesn't, he's not really not on, the, on the beat much, anymore. No. No. No, got, well, like you said, he has a bit of a paunch and a bit of a yeah. browning to him. Let himself go. Did you choose the character with the whiteboard? I think I liked. I think I like Captain Podley. Yeah. Okay. You, you like the administrative figures. I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, on with the Podley cast. <laughs> I think. Um, yeah. So Tom, we watched. Us. We watched two episodes. Mm-hmm. We watched um, episode eight, Seek and Destroy, and episode nineteen, I believe, Flash. Uh, mm. <laughs> so um, yeah, as uh, Keith and Graham mentioned earlier. Uh, both episodes begin with a preview of everything's everything that's going to happen in the episode, and uh, I think it looks more action-packed than 
yeah. it promises more action than the episode maybe delivers well, it's very hard to discern any sort of plot maybe that's the point but yeah. it's just a series of explosions and uh, mm. fights really isn't it exactly yeah mm. um, but this episode oh do we want to say something about the theme tune before we no, start oh okay what do you want to say about it I just thought it was very good I was getting myself ready when the theme tune was on Get my laptop, Google Doc up to. Oh, okay. Say, oh, yeah, oh. Over. I thought you meant you were getting yourself ready, like oh, you're getting right, yourself yeah, pumped. Yeah, yeah. Taking your trousers on. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Putting your Captain Bodley action figure away. <laughs> yeah, taking it out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the episode opens with a female Creon called uh, Janita Styles, um, getting ready to work, getting ready to go to work, and she's attacked and killed by a mis- mystery assailant. Mm. We get a POV shot. Yeah, we do. Yeah. That's just my resting face. Lieutenant Brogan and Officer Haldane go to investigate and they find her corpse as well as that of her pet dog, which has been shot in the head, I believe. Yeah. Um, and a mysterious character with some spectacular sideburns observes all of this from a safe distance in his space car. Which I believe are, I think they're either called cruisers or hoppers. I've I've heard. I mm. prefer space car. Space car. Space okay. Car. <laughs> Everything's space. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, back in the eponymous space precinct, um, the investigation is underway. Space investigation. The space investigation, and this is great. Like, despite the fact they're from another solar system, all the aliens have like regional American accents. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's a couple of like yeah, New York Lower East Side folks, and then a guy who sounds like he's from the, the Southern States. <laughs> They're probably not all American actors. Yeah, I like them are British, including yeah. your mystery chap. What about Tom's mystery chap? Oh yes, we'll get to we'll get to him. <laughs> not that mystery chap. Yeah. Um, so at the Brogan household um, in the sub space suburbs, um, in between bouts of incredibly annoying behaviour, the the Brogan children and his wife Sally uh, see a news feature about. Demeter, is it Demeter or Demeter? I think we're saying Demeter. Demeter Dogs mm. Inc. Can we pause just a second to talk about the annoying uh, children? Yes. Some of the language they use, which because otherwise I just seem weird at the start of the show. Yeah. They they, they throw around sounds like Tremo and wow, that's massive. Yeah. Orbital. Orbital. Yeah. Orbital, and they're always on rollerblades. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The boy is. Space rollerblades. <laughs> Sorry, Space of course blades. you're quite right. But I mean that in the second episode we watched, he's 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 dressed up in some hockey kit. Sorry, yeah. space hockey kit. Space <laughs> hockey, yeah. Slam space hockey ball. Slam, slam space hockey ball. Yeah. Um, so they see yeah a news feature about Demeter Dogs Inc. and it turns out the dogs, specifically Golden Labradors, yeah, <laughs> the most threatening, <laughs> are now available in Demeter City. Um, I think the way they explain this is dogs otherwise. Would have been susceptible to something called Creon fever. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but they found an antidote for it, a vaccination, which has um, meant that dogs can now live in space. Space dogs. Space dogs. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, officers Haldane and Castle, um, Officer Jane, Jane Castle, Jane Castle yeah. um, interrogate Janita Styles' boss, Noah, Noah Ingram. Um, Which, to my mind, sounds a little bit like Nick Cage at times. No. I didn't notice that. No. Okay. Fine. Carry on. Uh, so he he uh, discloses that he actually he saw the sideburned stranger from earlier, and uh, this is brilliant. With the help of an, an empathic Tarn sketch artist, yeah. they're oh, able yeah. able to go into his mind and get a clear picture of what this uh, this stranger looks like. So yeah, the Tarns are empaths. Yeah. They have a third eye. Third eye. Um, they can do things like uh, telekinesis and um, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, pretty standard. Read minds. Pretty standard third eye stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what else would you have a third eye for? Um, so the same character, this stranger, he was outside the station the whole time and he follows um, Mr. Ingram home. And before long, Ingram is attacked in a similar fashion to Janita. Janita. Joe. I think they call her Joe. Um, Liz. Brogan's young daughter is entering a contest to win a dog from uh, Demeter Dogs Inc. Um, she has to write a poem for, for, to uh, be eligible, and she, which she recites to her dad and brother. And you're right, they describe it as orbital. Orbital. Yeah. Um, I've written here, everything's very radical in the year 2040. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Brogan and Haldane, uh, they find out that... Um, they talk to the manager of Ingram's building and find out the sideburn stranger was also there yeah. the night Ingram was killed. It does, doesn't it? And they manage to track him down and chase him through a network of subway tunnels, narrowly avoiding a collision with an oncoming train. Oh, space yeah, train. Space um, and they lose a suspect, but they get news from headquarters that he's an alien from Nevin 3, which is one of the Rim Worlds. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, Nothing funny about it. Come on. Uh, <laughs> when they stop for a coffee, uh, Brogan is ad- abducted yeah. by the perp. Yeah. Mm. Space perp. <laughs> and the police cruiser is disabled, uh, which means Haldane can't pursue them. So, basically, Brogan's been kidnapped. Uh, Uh-oh. Exactly, yeah. Uh, in an exposition-heavy scene, the stranger reveals his name is Va- Vachel, Vachel. Yeah. And he is the last surviving member of a race of aliens who were killed by a nomadic army called the Ome- Omera. Rimwell's been licked, he says. Sorry? Rimwell's been licked. Now, now. <laughs> um, but yes, the Rimworlds have been licked. Uh, his home planet was destroyed, and uh, the Omera have come to Altor to do the same. Uh, he wants revenge, and he strong arms Brogan into helping with his cause. Mm-hmm. Um, so they track down um, and follow a suspected Omeran spy, who takes flight in his cruiser, um, but with a golden Labrador in his back seat. Mm-hmm. That's not even as <laughs> <laughs> um, the normally docile dog uh, goes quite suddenly feral and kills the driver, crashing mm-hmm. the cruiser in the process. Um, so back at the precinct, the division's robot slow mo proudly announces that he's just been updating a gigabyte, wow. <laughs> or uploading a gigabyte. Sorry for Brogan, Ooh. which is I think quite impressive. Um, this, this gigabyte of information uh, contains uh, intel on all the victims who have been so far killed. And it turns out they all sit on the board for Demeter Dogs Inc. I know. Yeah, so Brogan, sporting a th- pair of thick rim glasses, goes undercover at the uh, dog import company. What actually is it? Isn't that where they inoculate? Yeah, dogs. Mm. So it's a vets. Oh, I guess maybe importers and <laughs> a space vet- veterinary space veterinary service. Yeah, so he goes undercover. Um, I forget he gives a alias, and he gets a sample of the vaccine the company's using to immunise the dogs the earth dogs from the Creon fever but he's soon find out found out by a shifty hairless character with lilac skin and wide nostrils he's do you remember menacing. this guy yeah he is menacing isn't he um, and this dis- this suspicious creature devises a plan to hit Brogan where it hurts his family yeah, his yeah family. not his not his groin 
Um, and this soon becomes apparent when young Liz Brogan wins a contest and is given a dog. Too true. Yeah, mm. which uh, seemingly upsets their pet alien Zill. How do you feel about Zill? about Zill. Um, a bit annoying, like one of those kind of um, characters in Star Wars. It might be a bit overly. Can they understand the pet? I'm not Zill. sure. Liz can, I think. Yeah. Zill is Liz backwards. I don't know if you picked up on that. Didn't until just then. <laughs> yeah. Well yeah. Anyway, Brogan discovers the vaccine he procured isn't a vaccine at all. What it actually does is in- interact with the microchip mm-hmm. uh, to alter the dog's DNA and turn them, and I quote, from pet to predator in the blink of an eye. Yeah. So somehow the dogs are being manipulated mm. and turned into... It's a plot from View to a Kill. Furry killing machines. Interfering with the dogs. Yeah. Mm. Does that happen in View to a Kill? Yeah, they, uh, they put a uh, chip in the horses, which uh, releases a steroid or something like that. Christopher Walken. He's, he's, he's not a horse. And uh, so during a race, they will uh, trigger this release, and uh, they release it into the horse, and then the horse will win a race. Oh, okay. So the horses don't go feral and. No, they just become kill. very powerful. Oh, okay. John Glenn, you took him? I don't think so, no. I think he did uh, the, the, the Dalton Bonds and Octopussy. Okay. I can't remember if he did a kill. Um, Vashel breaks into Demeter Dogs Inc to hack and get information from their computer system I think mm. which he does with the aid of well I thought it was a floppy disk Keith yeah. corrected me yes that's correct it is a floppy disk with this slidey bit removed yeah. uh, representing a future format that we don't know about <laughs> yeah um, uh, Vashel's soon confronted by the uh, lilac skinned um, character from earlier who he identifies as being a, a Marin. Um, the police intervene and shoot the Ameren, but not before he has the chance to remotely turn Pet's dog, who are... Th- Pet's dog? Liz's pet dog. Mm. <laughs> the pet dog. Liz's dog. Mm. What does she call the dog? Sophie. 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 Yes, Sophie. that's it. Into a... Yeah, so he presses a big red button on his remote and that... Activates, activates the dog. The dog turns a, it into a, a killing dog. machine. Uh, so yeah, the dog goes feral and makes for Liz, and Zill goes nuts. But Mrs. Brogan doesn't hear any of this because she's in the shower. Yeah. Yeah. She'll be watching her kids. Neg- huh? She'll be watching her kids. She exactly. should be irresponsible. Negligent, yeah. Yeah. Um, Matt, I believe, has gone to the library to do. Um, oh yeah, he's, the, the, study, he's gone yeah. to study. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I suspect he's not gone to study. Yeah, I suspect any space. I suspect. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Brogan and Co disable the Amerian's device just in time, and when he, by the time he gets home, well, just as he gets home, Sophie reverts to her usual mm, docile face, yeah, face what? self. Yeah, like what? Well, it is a docile face. What? Yeah. yeah. What? Nothing. Yeah. What? But you know, your dog became very vicious for a while. Yeah. She does concede. She said it went a weird for a yeah. while there. Yeah, but yeah, nothing, nothing to worry about. Nothing crazy there. So the episode closes with the DCPD, mm. Demeter City Police Department. Yeah, checks out. Uh, rounding up the remaining American spies uh, and um, locking them up, I guess. Yeah. Or yeah. deporting them. I don't know what they're doing. Can't remember now. Flash them into space, I guess. Yeah, yeah death sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they get re- they get results. It's, it's space that kills them, not, <laughs> yeah. not the police. Um, but sadly, Sophie and the rest of the imported dogs must be sent back to Earth. Yeah, it's a shame. Um, 
Yeah. So, so the chap who played. Um, just thing, a sec. Finger. Just a sec, because I'm getting the finger. I've got another postcard from Lindhurst. Oh uh, yeah. no! What? The reason I'm bringing this up now is because, um, well, there's a there's a there's a tenuous link to Space Precinct. So yeah, as you were gonna uh, just about to say, David Burke. David Burke. Who's David Burke? He played Vashel. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, I know where you go. In the yeah. episode, but he also starred as Doctor John Watson yes. in the Granada TV series, uh, The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes. So. <clears throat> <clears throat> The creator of Sherlock Holmes, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, yeah. also uh, tried his hand at architecture. I don't know if you knew this. You did not know that. But he was a... I don't know, can you be an amateur architect? He shouldn't be. <laughs> he probably shouldn't be, but in his other guise as an architect, he designed a third-story extension and a new facade for the Lyndhurst Grange Hotel in Lyndhurst. Mm. Is this all this in the postcard? Yeah, yeah. And he wow. included like the blueprints. <laughs> Look at that. That's so, a yeah. Big old postcard. There we go. Didn't you think uh, David Burke's character looked a little bit like Neelix from Star Trek Voyager? Or, or was it Deep Space Nine? No, it was Voyager. You're right. Um, yeah, I guess a little bit. He's no, a lot like that. He reminds me a bit of. Um, I thought for a what it might have been actor David Warner for a bit, but it, it wasn't him. Who's David Warner? A fine character actor from films. Well, can all make people up. He's also a cricketer, which is what I was thinking when he gets, said that. He loses his head in The Omen. You, do you remember the journalist in The Omen who gets decapitated by the sheet of glass? I've seen The Omen. No. Oh, no, no. no. Don't no. need to now. <laughs> Troughton, isn't it? So it's been on my list. Yeah, so Troughton's very good in it. Um, all, all of the characters are a little bit uh, Star Trekian, if you will, in their, mm. in their makeup, I thought. It is good makeup and prosthetics, isn't it? It doesn't look decent. I think so. They have. Uh, Good kind of moving parts. And what I appreciate is that um, each each uh, character is like is different. It's not like in some of the Doctor Who's when like if there's multiple characters of the same race, it's clear yeah. they've just reused the same mask yeah. and maybe painted it slightly differently. Uh-huh. These they they do look unique. Like True. the proportions are slightly different. They've got the hair slightly different. I think yeah, they they really went to town on it. Yeah, well, space town. <laughs> well, all of the eyes are robotic. That's they? correct. They're yeah, wirelessly controlled. And yeah, blended into the, the prosthetics. Yes, really. Yeah. Um, but I, mean, I had a look at a smattering of the makeup artists and the special effects people, and they've all gone on to great things. Have like, they? Like Bond films, um, and and other productions. So Not yeah, they've done really well. In Bond is there? Hmm? Not much makeup in no, the, Well, the main villain always has some sort of dis- deformity or something. Yeah. Oh, like when Javier Bardem's missing his jaw. Certainly is, isn't he? Yeah. See? I've seen some. That's right. Although they wouldn't all need to work on. Anyway. I'm sure they found. I'm not worried about them. <laughs> well, you don't need to. Okay, good. Oh, yeah. Shall we move on to the next episode? Mm. Go on, Tom, Season yeah. 1, episode 19, Flash. Uh, hmm. uh, so... Episode opens. Downtown Demeter City. Atan is driving recklessly and far above the designated speed limit. Oh, no. <laughs> I just made that probably sound more dramatic than it was. Yeah, <laughs> as always happens, seemingly, there's only about two or three other space cars on the road. <laughs> space cruisers. Um, so Brogan and Haldane pursue him in their, yeah, their space police car um, to the soundtrack of one of Haldane's old country and western tapes. Mm. I think they're tape, or is it some other form? mini disc. Mini disc. Because I think they had space. the player, a space mini disc player. <laughs> um, the driver of the reckless driver is spraying some substance onto his wrist. Yeah. Which turns him, well, 
even more reckless and aggressive. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It can be Old Spice or, um, or Lynx, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the vehicle crashes and uh, the officers confront the perp. He's a napkin. Whose name is Marcus Droon. It's, it's a very Earth name, isn't it? Yeah. Um, to their shock, he suddenly self-combusts. Yeah, yeah doesn't he? He's, and then he's strewn over part of the floor. Droon is strewn. That's nice. And um, Jack says, it's a hell of a way to beat a speeding ticket. Yeah. Which shows a general lack of empathy. <laughs> Compassion, yeah. <laughs> um, so Officer Castle suspects Droon, Marcus Droon, was taking Flash... Which is a hot new drug on the scene. Mm. Um, also in the station, officers Orin and Beazel are confronted by a huge, brutish alien with like a large sort of box-shaped red head. Yeah, do you remember a, this guy? I do. I guess he, he kind of looks a little bit like a dinosaur, but instead of a dinosaur's yeah. head, it's David Guest. <laughs> <laughs> that's more, yeah, that's kind of accurate. What we were saying about the... Decent animatronics in it. I don't know if I. I think this character might have been an exception. Yeah, it's a bit cartoony. Wasn't he it? was. He looked a bit. Yeah, he looked a bit daft. Um, I suppose he was just the sort of um, the muscle, wasn't he? A bit mm. like Bane in Batman and Robin. Mm. Of Good reference. Thank you. You've been thinking about that, that a lot lately, I, haven't you? Uh, yeah. I spoke about it recently. Um, so this huge um, character guest. Yes. <laughs> David Guest looking fella uh, tells the officers that his girlfriend is dealing Flash he gives her a name he gives them a name her name and an address and a photo even and then he's gone uh, oh maybe I'm getting this wrong but I thought we didn't give them an address because he didn't know where she was oh sorry you're quite right yeah. they just give her he, they, he passes on a photo yeah. and they track they find the, they yeah. track him down yeah, yeah. so they go and track this suspected dealer down but they're soon ambushed by the same big alien mm. who uh, kidnaps the girl. Um, what else happens? Oh, they, an- they get sprayed with. Do they get sprayed? No, they just get beaten up. They just get. They get. Yeah, filled yeah, in. Yeah. yeah. Um, another tarn that is in police custody suddenly explodes. Yes. And Captain yeah. Podley. Hey, Tom's holding him up. Oh, Brown. Podley. Podley. <laughs> calls it. Calls a meeting. Where he gives the whole te- the, the team their orders. Maybe to, whiteboards. Uh, I remember this. So oh, you're right. One of the few. They're, the whiteboard's always just out of shot. He <laughs> um, gives the team their orders to get Flash off the streets by any means necessary. Ooh. Yeah, I think at this moment, one of them says you can't get much lower than dealing drugs to begin with, which is a, not a subtle message to the younger audience. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they go to see Doctor Jansen, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think so. Who. Um, works for a company called Interchem mm. and he discloses that Flash was uh, developed as originally as a, a, to be like a confidence booster mm. um, and he suggests that the company's chief chemist might know something about how it wound up on the streets and it turns out this chief chemist is the same lady who Oren and Beazel saw kidnapped by the big red brute um, and Cut to her being held captive by Carmel Matthews, who I've made a note of her name, but I don't know what, who she is. Or the actress. Well, what was her? Was she? Did she work for Intercam? Yeah, I think she's a colleague and lover of. Yeah. Jansen. Yeah. It's not to get too far ahead, but I think that's right. That yeah, that's that's comes out later. Um, 
but yeah, she worked for Interchem in some capacity. Maybe in HR, I don't know. Yeah, um, that's the whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> I just love admin. That's where the real action happens. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah. The whiteboard. Um, so she's held. Uh, oh God, I didn't write her name down. The uh, the chemist. Po- Polo. Po- yeah. Something like that. Something Ma- like that. <laughs> she's held it's captive. Marcus, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> She's held captive by Carmel Matthews and told to make more flash. Ah, Polar um, Bad Munaki. Very good. Well done. Remember that? No. Uh, yeah, make more flash only without the unpleasant side effect of death. Yeah. Um, and she does it under the watchful eye of the big red alien called who we find out is called Morgo. Mm, yeah. Morgo Guest. Morgo Freeman. Um, Guest. So, back at the Brogan household, Liz wants to come work with Officer Brogan as part of her work experience. Scheme. Matt's circling them with rollerblades as they have this conversation. Um, so yeah, we find out that the the good doctor from earlier is is in cahoots with Polar's captors. Did you say Polar? Is that her name? I don't know what I said. I've written Polar here. So yeah, it's, yeah, Polar. Yeah, Ms. Munaki. So Brogan and Haldane go to arrest him in Search's office, uh, and they apprehend him, lock him up, and Carmel comes to see him and. Under the, uh, well, they put pretense on a of having pretense a of having a row. Yeah, she manages to slip him a vial, flash. Yeah. Um, so Captain Podley uh, ag- agrees to Brogan bringing Liz to work. Um, Brogan was initially apprehensive because he doesn't want Liz to end up like him, like another cop on the beat. Which frustrates his wife. She's yeah. very keen on her to be put in harm's way. Yeah. <laughs> to understand a certain amount of trepidation about your child going to work in the space police force. Yeah. But, she, yeah, she's gone, she's up for it, isn't she? Yeah. And Podley, Captain Podley actually says that his daughter went, came, did her work experience yeah. with him, and now she's a she's a cop herself. Yeah. Which, uh, space cop? A space cop, which yeah. Brogan doesn't like. Didn't, yeah, didn't want to hear that, That's the last no. thing he wants. Yeah, yeah. Um, written here... Because I think this comes up in the episode. The Altal day is two hours longer than the Earth day. Yeah. 26 yeah. hour day. Hour day can't get used to it. Can't. That's it, yeah. 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 Great claims. Yeah. So Dr. Jansen um, sprays some flash on Officer Orin, who's one of the Creon uh, officers in the space precinct. Mm, he's the jail, jail man, isn't he? Yeah, and locks space him in the cell. Space jail. I quite like this sequence. He sort of, like... Orin suddenly gets this inflated self sense of like, oh yeah, you know, um, self confidence, and uh, Jansen really panders to like plays up to it. Yeah, he, so, yeah, he does. Um, so Liz is arrived for her first day as an officer of space police, and she really really settling into her role. Mm. She, she's given given a lot of sass. Mm. Much hijinks, especially what? talking to same the robot. Slow-mo. 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 She convinces him that he's actually an officer. Yeah, well, everyone, everyone was joking that she is Brogan's new partner. Yeah. yeah. And she takes it a bit too far, maybe. Yeah. Um, officer Took, one of the Tarns, uses her telekinesis to place a, a police hat yeah, on her head. Loves. She finds that delightful. She does. Because she would, as an yeah. 11-year-old. Yeah. So, Officer Beazle uh, also gets attacked by Dr. Jansen, and um, Dr. Jansen steals a police cruiser. Um, and he heads off for a rendezvous with Carmel, with Brogan and Haldane in hot pursuit. I believe again to a soundtrack of country and western, mm-hmm. but yeah. maybe not. Unbeknownst to them, Liz 
has stowed away in the back of the cruiser. Oh, what this? Oh, no. He did, didn't he? Uh, so Dr. Jansen, he manages to move, lose them both. He fl- flies over like the fl- like some refinery. Like a big tyre fire. Yeah, a big tyre <laughs> fire. Space tyre fire. Space tyre. Uh, written in, they're not very good at chases. In both the episodes we've watched, they managed to <laughs> lose, the lo- lose the perps. Um, so Polar successfully incapacitates the giant Morgo and calls for help. Um, Took and Castle respond, uh, and when they confront Jansen at the um, location, wherever they're being held, I don't know. Uh, a confrontation ensues, which um, ends with Carmel being shot. But not killed. I think just stunned. Stunned. Yeah. Mm. Um, Jansen then holds holds Polar hostage, and a shootout follows. And I I kind of looked away at a critical moment here, but does a pipe get sh- burst, which douses Jansen yeah, in, in flash? Flash. Yeah. Stored in the pipe. So he has a yeah sizable dose of flash, yeah. which causes him to explode quite grotesquely. Actually, yeah, it's quite slow. Yeah, it's very convincing. It's not um, yeah. badly done. Reminded me of that um, air pressurization scene in *License to Kill*. Yeah, John Glenn. John Glenn. Is actually? Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. He knew how to explode a head, didn't he? He did. Mm. I remember that. I remember that scene. Um, I think I've seen more Bond than I thought. You know. I hope so. I'm getting all these references. Oh, yeah. Well, not the horse thing. Yeah, right. Um, so the episode ends with Brogan and Liz enjoying a sweet treat. Uh, That's what, oh no, yeah. Ice cream swirl. It's an ice cream swirl. And then, if, yeah. Liz wants, she says, Oh, I know what I want to be when I grow up. Yeah. I want to be a country and western yeah. singer. This force is not interesting enough. No. Right. Not exciting enough. So, Brogan's fears were allayed, but, you know, insulting at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there was a bit where she, she someone died. blows up the police cruiser, yeah. which. Liz was. Oh yeah, yeah. She, she she almost dies, but she disobeyed him. But she doesn't. Yeah, so it's fine. So um, yeah, that's that's the Flash episode. But it's quite drug heavy episodes, aren't they? What's Not the drugs in the first one? Oh, the, dogs. Oh, the, the dog, dog drugs. Dog drugs. Yeah. yeah, I thought I read the description of Flash, which is why I picked it as an episode to watch. It sounded a bit grittier than it. I thought it would be. Mm. I don't suppose it ever gets that gritty. No. Do you think it's um, time for a gritty reboot of Space Precinct? Space mm. uh, well, yeah. I mean, as, as you were saying, there aren't many space police shows out there. No, no, Super Space Cops Precinct, they should call it. Super Space Cops. Well, that's better, for sure, yeah. yeah. Jerry Anderson's Super Jerry Anderson's Space Cops. Super Space Cops. 2014 or something. 2014? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a period piece. Well, it would be a bit more gritty. We could do it in a kind of noir style. Oh, yeah. And um, they'd all be gangsters with space Tommy guns. Nice. Mm. Yeah. And, so, yeah. Uh, I like those Tommy guns in Batman and Robin, which have, like, the neon... Yeah, or was that Batman Forever? That? Might be Two-Faces gang. Ooh. Yeah, I think it was Two-Faces. They have some, like, yeah. neon strip lighting on their Tommy guns. Right, so that's yeah. Joel Schumacher's influence, isn't it? Oh, yeah. He loves neon. Yeah. Does he? Well, um, yeah. So, what's the favourite line, favourite character? Favourite line and character. Uh, my favourite character was obviously Officer Castle. Because I, Why, obviously? I had a, she was a very attractive young lady. Crush, did you? I had both. I had a full, a full young man. Oh, yeah. I was crush on her. Not, not so much now. Uh, my favourite line was from your brown captain. 
and uh, <laughs> it was in in, in the, the Flash episode. Yeah. And uh, Bogan and Haldane were talking about Cuba, and uh, pointing out on the map. It's not Peru. Well, whatever. <laughs> Four letters. Really stuck with his favourite line. Didn't <laughs> The thing is, I've written it down as well. That's the worst. Um, and uh, they explain what Peru, what Cuba is, and he replies, "Ah, yes, your arbitrary political divisions. <laughs> Where will you good. humans wake up to planetary government?" Ah, uh, that's good. Yeah, thanks. But they still have like cities and yeah. federal law. So I'm not sure he's going to be as smug as he. No, he's very smug, old brown captain. He's not brown in the show, it's just Tom's creature that's... Tom's mother has <laughs> seen some browning. It's some discoloration, like I say. His, his, his sky blue uh, shirt has sort of turned a, a tobacco stain yellow on the back. Yeah, it is a shame. He's obviously been lying face down for some time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Still. Still is. I guess he, he saw some wear up in your attic. <laughs> <laughs> Aloft. Um, so my favourite character is Captain Rexton Podley. Of course he is. Of course, yeah. Not um, slow mo. No, no, no. Mm. I think a, a slow mo action figure was in the range as well. Mm. I didn't have that. Is it twenty five? It, it wasn't. It wasn't a miniature working robot. No. Yeah, with little halogen lights. Yeah. Um, my favourite line was "Get virtual, Liz." I was going to say that. Oh, yeah, that is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Well, my favorite line was that. I don't know any of the uh, youth slang would have been yeah. been in the running. Uh, massive is often quite good. And any references, whenever there's currency in the future, it's always credits, isn't it? Like, yeah. Same here. So, mm. so shout out for that. Favorite character, um, Vashel, who mm. uh, had his sense of gravitas. Did yeah. To the show, which was otherwise lacking. Mm. Um, well, he was Doctor Watson, wasn't he? No, I didn't realize at the time. So mm. I knew with him. It makes out. a lot of sense. It, yeah, 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 of course. Um, it certainly uh, made sense in my mind. Uh, rating? Uh, Let me just uh, get, the, get, the get the birds up. up. Oh, there it is. Uh, okay, so just to remind listeners, one is the best rating, that's a mower, it's the largest bird, and ten is the worst, a sparrow. Um, so Tom, where do you put this? Uh, three Gastornis. Yeah, I Maybe it. two ostrich. This is where I rate low on Tom, one of those rare shows. Yeah. I'm going to say ostrich, actually. Ostrich. ostrich that's two. just because you're just trying to cancel out mine. I'm trying to the aggregate up. Get the average up. I, uh, what do you think, Keith? Oh, crikey. I I kind of enjoyed it more through nostalgia than the other shows. Um, of course, some of the other shows I haven't watched before, so you know that's something not watched fair. Cheering either. Yeah, that's true. you're <laughs> right. Maybe the nostalgia's coloured my. Uh... Certainly coloured your action figure, <laughs> hasn't it? Up in your attic. As you yeah. can, I mean, you know, as you can tell, I had a fun. Remember, it I enjoyed it a lot as a youth. Yeah, well, I can I see that from the, <laughs> the only from the where. You know, I haven't got. I haven't had an action figure for any of the other shows we talked about. No. Well, no. there was that disappointing birthday when I got a Kenny Conway action figure from time after time. Um, uh, the, yeah. And you, you didn't put him up. Up in the attic. This is. What? Just, so, Keith's inferring I've been sodomising myself with a 
three and three quarter inch well, action <laughs> figure. <laughs> nothing, nothing of the sort. <laughs> Just talking about your lazy storage. Um, I'll give lazy. it lazy. <laughs> I'll only give it a three. Just honest. I mean, I did, I did enjoy it, but maybe not as much as you clearly have. Oh, shut up. I would um, get virtual Keith. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I would like to. Um, I don't think I use that correctly. I think get virtual means like get real. Get with it. I don't, I don't know. Um, I do. I think, I think it's just an insult. Because like, I think Liz is like delu- she's like oh I'm going to win a, a golden Labrador. Yeah. Mm. And Matt's like oh you're delusional. Get virtual, Liz. God, it's so futuristic. I know. Flamingo. Flamingo. A four. Oh, you've changed. What did I say? You said Gastonis before. I didn't say anything. I said Gastonis. Any words yet? I yeah. thought you said Gastonis. No, that'd have been Keith. Mm, that would have been me. Between his smut. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, that brings us on to the most exciting segment. Is that the highest rated show yet? Yeah, I think so, universally. I yeah. don't know about that. Persuaders must have been high. Oh. Yeah, Going Straight was pretty high, wasn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Mm, Persuaders, yeah, we all fair. gave a three, so an aggregate, it, it would have been higher. Wow. Um, going Straight, a bit lower, actually, four, four, three. Hmm. Good formation. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I should, I should average these up, but I won't. Uh, Back in goal. <laughs> Good reference. Football. So now it's quiz, <laughs> quiz time. Space ball. Space, space ball. Uh, space, space quiz. Sorry, space quiz. This one was quite easy to put together because um, Joe Anderson. I just thought oh. there must be lots of trivia about Joe Anderson. I'm sure there is. There is. Oh, good. Uh, you're in luck. Uh, that would be a pretty short quiz. Um, so I'm going to ask you some questions about Mr. Anderson. The Matrix, cheers. Yeah. Was that one of his? I've <laughs> been the quiz. So <laughs> um, and you have to answer them as a traditional in a quiz. Uh, there are five questions. Is any of that not clear? No. No, because no, no. it could not be really good. Here's question one. Who were the adversaries in Captain Scarlet? Tom's got it. Uh, Keith. What are you writing? They were the people who were against each other. Yeah, I'm not going to give you extra marks for that. Mm. Uh, but and I don't know why you wrote out Captain Scarlet, because he's not one of the adversaries, is it? They are adversaries against oh, each other, aren't they? He's being... Okay, well, the answer to Mistron's Keith put Captain Black was aiding them. Yeah, he, he was. was. Yeah, he was so. possessed. But you're not getting mm. points for that. Fine, don't need it. Uh, well, you probably will. <laughs> <laughs> History stops anything. Uh, hey. No, uh, true. Uh, which term did Jerry Anderson coin to describe the puppetry technique he used so extensively in 1960? Oh, God. I don't know if I've, I've spelt this right. Yeah, I'll take it. Thank mm. you. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go with that. With a thinking of like a meat. Uh, go on. Super marination. Both got it. Two for two. Um, Jerry Anderson's 1968 show about school child turned super spy. The help of his scientist father was called. Tom's got it. Keith's got it. Joe 90. Yes. This. I was a bit worried that. I mean, I think I would have got half of these. Um, <laughs> this one is difficult, so I'll take a. I think I have to guess. When did Thunderbirds? When was Thunderbirds first broadcast? I'll oh. go with the. I'll go with the closest because we need to split the two of you up. 
Blimey. I don't even know which decade it was. Disgusted, like he's about to show me something rude. Uh, yeah, Tom's got it. Tom's in 1971, Keith's in 1985. Oh, that oh, early? See, I was going to say 67. But then I thought, I, hmm. yeah. I guess because it was still aired on terrestrial TV when I was young, so I thought it might have been a bit more recent. But mm. hmm, well done. Thank you. Uh, one more. In colour. In colour. Who tried unsuccessfully to sue Jerry Anderson in 1975? Oh. Oh. For what? Or can you not say, like, give it away? It would give it away. But I can tell you, because you're staring blankly. Um, I suppose you would think of it as a copyright infringement. In what year? 75. It amuses me anyway. That's, I mean, I know it's not a person, but... <laughs> Tom's going with Battlestar Galactica. Keeps going with that, I thought it was Tony Hart. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick, Space 2001. Oh, Jones. Space 1999. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. Fantastic. Tom wins. Oh, he does. That's unusual. By, by one point. It is unusual. Yeah. One point. No, that one look at your filthy doll. <laughs> This is probably worth something. Yeah, it probably is. Would have been. Let's have, have a look. If you hadn't. Yeah. I think it's. Um, Tom's, Tom's eagerly looking at eBay now. What other auction sites are available? Are they? Well, not so much, actually. But. Okay, so mint on cards, you'll get four ninety nine for it. Okay, <laughs> so it's worth some, something, of course. 20 pence, maybe? Yeah. Have they got one which is uh, browned in that way? <laughs> Do you want to see him with his accessory? The I'd like that. Yeah, yeah. Come on, um, so yeah, he he did come with an identity oh, card, cool. pictured with a handgun, and <laughs> it's more of a monitor, I guess. Yeah, but he also had a a, a pointer. A pointer. <laughs> it looks like an earbud or cotton bud. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. Right. Cool. Well. Uh, that brings us to the end of Stop doing that with your face. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> Sparrow talk presenter. <laughs> Come on, Keith. Wrap it up, mate. I just had a. Let's uh, imagine. Here's <laughs> 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 my. <laughs> uh, yeah, so imagine in what situation you might make that. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, that brings us to the end of this episode of uh, Oh, I'm crying. Uh, Talk presents Space Precinct. Uh, thank you very much for, for getting through that. Um, so it's a, it's a buy from me. Um, space buy. Oh, yeah. Or something, I don't know. What do they say? I don't know. Orbital. Yeah. Uh, Officer uh, Officer Clarence. See you in the next galaxy. Oh. Nice. Mm -hmm.